Good morning, this is Bryce Peterson, and this is episode 17. Understand this, there is more. Thirteen years ago, I was in the middle of a biology bachelor's degree at UVU. And I was working for a transportation company in the late evening hours. And I was in the middle of studying to take the DAT, the dental admission test, to try to get into dental school. And we had a $40 a week grocery budget. I was never home. And it was really tough. Those were tough times. Brittany was a single parent, basically, at the time. And I was really just trying to get through all this. And I remember feeling like this was quite a bit, and gosh, it felt like a, how was I going to get through this? How are we going to pull this off? I was praying about this and expressing my concerns and asking for help. The thought entered my mind, hey, wouldn't it be nice if somehow I could just get taken out by an asteroid or something? Maybe... Maybe a big old Armageddon scenario could happen and it would just like wipe the, wipe the whole valley out, you know? Like, I couldn't be the only one who was feeling this way and wouldn't that, wouldn't that help us out? Wouldn't that solve so many people's concerns? <laughs> and as I'm praying about this, I, I immediately get the impression there is, like, I understand how you feel, Bryce. There is more faith that I require of you to exercise in your life. Essentially, I get you. I feel what you're going through. Understand this. There is more. There is more. As the scripture says, as a child doth submit to his father, the natural man will ever be an enemy to God unless he yields as a child submits to his father and becomes a child, meek and submissive, humble and patient. And so I was like, okay, there's more that, that you require of me. And I also got the sense that, and you can do it. You can do it. Now, my level of resilience was certainly nothing like Joseph, like Joseph Smith's, but we read in the Doctrine and Covenants when he was feeling particularly down and out. It's recorded in section 122. And above all, if the very jaws of hell shall gape open the mouth wide after thee, know thou, my son, that all these things shall give thee experience and shall be for thy good. The Son of Man hath descended below them all. Art thou greater than he? Therefore hold on thy way and the priesthood shall remain with thee. For their bounds are set, and they cannot pass. Thy days are known, and thy years shall not be numbered less. Therefore fear not what man can do, for God shall be with you forever and ever. So I, find, I find comfort in this. Experience. Ah, the beautiful taste of experience. That's why we're here in this world. To get the mortal experience, to 
understand the element of peril? I mean, when you think about it, coming to Earth was dangerous. I mean, we could die. We could die. It could kill you. And it will, eventually. It will, eventually. I, I would urge us to make sure that we get to be surprised by how the curtains close for us someday, because they will. But let's allow ourselves to be surprised by that. I want to point out and remind us that we may feel perfectly fine about things one day, and the next day, for whatever reason, maybe we just are feeling rather disenchanted, and that's okay. We don't need to have any judgment about it. There's nothing wrong with feeling disenchanted for a little while. I would urge us to take the time to, to talk to your spouse, if you can, about it, or a friend or family member. It's okay just to hash it out, maybe write it down. Just jot down everything that's going on in your mind, and it's possible that the very next day you could feel totally different. I would say yesterday I felt a little bit off about midway through the day. It was a little confusing, you know? I thought to myself, wow, I really just kind of wish Jesus would come back. Maybe all the things that I don't enjoy having to deal with, I won't have to deal with them anymore. <laughs> so again, this is for selfish reasons, I guess, that I want him to come back, you know, just to clean up this mess around here, you know, get this all tidied up and, and fix my, fix my thoughts. I just want to see something amazing. I told Brittany I was going to go for a little scooter ride. I love to hop on my, you know, my, my analog kick scooter, no batteries, anything like that. Just a good old fashioned razor scooter. That's just big enough for an adult to get on. And I like putting around on this thing. It's kind of a meditative thing I like to do. And I said, I'm going to go ahead and go into this other neighborhood across the street because the streets are better over there. The, the pavement's a lot more smooth. So as I'm heading over there, I see a good brother from our neighborhood sitting down with one of his grandkids who had also decided to go over there and sit in the shade. So I stopped to talk with him, and it was... It was interesting. We were he was uh, bringing to my attention this uh, gentleman named David Alexander who has a YouTube channel. This fellow is from Australia and is a recent convert to the church and was telling me that he was had, had started a few of his own Christian churches evangelical type approach and had felt drawn to investigate the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Of course, he'd known about us for quite some time and had felt opposed to us, thought that, they, thought that we were a devilish cult for many, many years, but felt drawn to explore it, called up the missionaries, and sister missionaries came and chatted with them, and at first he felt like he was really just doing something too extreme, and he freaked out and called it off, but ultimately called them back, joined the church within the last year. And he has a YouTube channel where he talks about a bunch of different things. I've not seen it yet. But just sitting and talking with this this good man and seeing his cute little grandson with him, it just kind of got me out of my weird 
thought process that I was in. And again, I know that my emotional state is due to my thinking. And this is just another evidence of it to me. Nothing in the world had changed from just a few minutes ago when I left my house to when I saw my friend and sat down and talked to him. Nothing in the world had changed. No circumstance had changed. Everything was still the same. But after talking with him, I felt completely different. Came home and talked to Brittany and explained some of the things that were kind of bothering me that I was you know, thinking about and being bothered by, essentially. And had a good chat. And this, this morning, woke up feeling just fine. So we don't see the world as it is. I'm not sure who ultimately came up with this. Maybe it's really old, but I know at least the late Stephen R. Covey said this, even if he didn't come up with it, maybe he did. But you don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are. That is absolutely true. We do not see the world as it is. We see it merely as we are. And so I'm grateful for the experience points that we get to have being in this world. We get to gain true knowledge. And if we take the time to reflect on it this way, it's said in the scriptures that a thousand years on earth is like one day in heaven. One day in heaven. So if you break this down to find out how long, say, the average human life is in earth years and how much time in heaven that equates to, you just keep cutting the number in half and then you find that if you live to be 80 years old, that's not even two hours in heaven time. It's not even two hours. We could probably put up with just about anything for less than two hours, right? I mean, let's face it. God doesn't miss us. It's been less than two hours. He just barely got us out of the house. So we went to school. And our entire school for heaven time is less than two hours. He's, he's not missing you. It's okay. Don't take it personal. He doesn't miss you. But he is very much aware of you. He's very much aware of us. We're all that's on his mind. His work and his glory is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. He is so excited to see us go through experiences and become someone we are becoming. That is the process that we're in. It is okay to have a bad time. It is okay to have a bad week, a bad month, really tough number of years. I mean, it's okay. But there are glimmers and flashes of joy that happen along the way. And let's keep our eyes open to those things. Something that we read about in the Book of Mormon between the time that Christ was born and the sign of his birth was manifested in the, the ancient Americas, and then between the time of his death, where other great and terrible signs occurred, people began to be less and less astonished, it says, at a sign or wonder from heaven. They became less and less astonished. What are the things around us that we could be astonished about if we paid attention? Remember, 
our brains are designed to look for flaws, to look for weaknesses. That is what they are evolved to do. It keeps us alive. It has kept us alive. But at this day and age, for most of us, that part of our brain really is overused, way overused, and not serving us. It takes effort, honest, diligent effort to dial in to the things that are really amazing around us. One of the things that I love that Brooke Castillo, famous life coach, talks about is when you're looking for things that you want, it's really important to write down the list and kind of sandwich the things that you want that you don't have yet in between things that you already have. It's important that we want the things that we already have and that we pay attention to that and that you can be astonished at the fact that you have things that you want. And this can be such an empowering thing to focus on. Do you have working vehicles? Have you ever had working vehicles? I mean, maybe right now you don't. Maybe one of them needs to be fixed. I mean, but at some point you probably had a working vehicle and probably recently. Do you have access to clean water? Do you want that? Make sure that we realize, yes, we do want that and we have that. Do we have a roof over our head in some form or fashion? Let's make sure that's something that we want and we realize we do have that. Do we have family members that care for us and we care for them? We want those things. We have those things. Be astonished that, oh my goodness, what a miracle that is that we get to have these wonderful people in our lives. I love that we have our sons. I love that I get to have Brittany in my life. She's such a joy and a delight to me. I love all of our family members extended, and I appreciate them for who they are and the journeys that they're on. I appreciate our friends. We've, we've met some amazing people over the years. We've lived in a lot of places and made a lot of friends, and I love the people that we live next to now. It doesn't really matter because I can't control it, really. But it doesn't matter when Christ returns, but I do look forward to the fact that he will return someday. And I'm so grateful for the fact that he has extended redemption to us. Every single one of us will be resurrected. We've all lost loved ones. They will all be resurrected because of what Christ has done. And we all have the opportunity to embrace redemption through faith and repentance on the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm grateful for the challenges. We do not want a life of ease. That doesn't build us. It doesn't teach us anything. I know that someday when we have moved beyond the mortal experience, we will look back on our time here. And we will say, I am so glad I did that. I'm so glad that I chose to participate. It was so worth it. And that's it for now.